Welcome to the Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. It's Tuesday, July 5th, and we're the podcast that updates whenever there's news, all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. The suspect in Monday's mass shooting at the 4th of July parade in Highland Park, Illinois, is expected to be charged later today. According to the Lake County Sheriff's Office, they believe the 22-year-old suspect planned the attack for several weeks and that he wore women's clothing to escape into the crowd after the shooting. He was arrested hours later. Six people died in the attack and dozens were wounded. The suspect apparently bought his high-powered assault rifle legally. Last year, Congress sent over $300 billion to states to help battle the COVID pandemic. But the Washington Post reports Republican-led states are now using that money to pay for tax breaks, one of the few uses for the funds Congress specifically outlawed. GOP leaders in Florida have already taken some of the federal funds to pay for a suspension of the gas tax. California Governor Gavin Newsom is running a new political ad in Florida. He's targeting GOP lawmakers and the state's recent legislation. Hey, Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote, restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. He says freedom is under attack in the state of Florida and then urges viewers to move to California. Newsom has taken up an offensive stance against Republicans lately, even joining Trump's new social media platform, Truth Social, to, quote, call out Republican lies. Tesla says it made more vehicles in June than any other month in history. But the electric car company also says it will pause production temporarily at some of its factories, including Shanghai, where employees had been sleeping on the floor during a recent COVID lockdown, as well as in Berlin, which just opened in March. Tesla says it's closing the factories to upgrade them, which will apparently boost output of its Model 3 and Model Y cars. Coney Island's famous annual Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest had a bit of a tense moment. No, nobody choked on a dog, but 15-time winner Joey Chestnut did put a chokehold on a person. A protester wearing a Darth Vader mask ran on stage with a sign that said, Expose Smithfield's Death Star. Smithfield Foods is the supplier of meat for Nathan's hot dogs. Chestnut put the protester into a chokehold until police took him and two others into custody. But Chestnut, ever the professional, still reigned supreme, eating 64 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. So check back whenever you want to know the latest. Coming up, we talk about how to change up your job search in a tough economy and job market. The changing world of hybrid work offers new possibilities. WebEx enables them with an open platform and many integrated partners like Envoy, Tandem, and Miro. Powerful partnerships power hybrid work. Visit apphub.webex.com. WebEx, working for everyone. 
Police arrested about 50 people over the holiday weekend during citywide protests in Akron, Ohio. The protests erupted after authorities released body cam footage of police fatally shooting a 25-year-old black man named Jalen Walker. After imposing a curfew, police say dozens of protesters remained downtown, damaging businesses and setting small fires. The mayor had already canceled Fourth of July celebrations and declared a state of emergency. The U.S. released a report saying the bullet that killed a Palestinian-American journalist in May is too damaged to definitively say whether it came from an Israeli soldier's gun. Previously, a human rights investigation concluded that Shireen Abu Akla was shot and killed by Israeli forces and called on Israel to open a criminal investigation. Federal judges in West Virginia sided with three drug makers in the first major case to highlight the opioid crisis. Local officials tried suing the companies for distributing what they call a tsunami of pills causing a public health crisis. We're talking 81 million pills over eight years for a single region in West Virginia. But the court says the distributors didn't do anything wrong and instead pointed the finger at the doctors who prescribed the medications. Brittany Griner says of her imprisonment in Russia, quote, I'm terrified I might be here forever. The WNBA star sent a handwritten letter to President Biden yesterday. In the excerpts released, Griner said her family usually spends the 4th of July honoring those who fought for freedom. But, quote, freedom means something completely different to me this year. The U.S. says Russia is wrongfully detaining Griner on a drug charge. So the new Minions movie, The Rise of Gru, topped the box office over the holiday weekend. But in the UK, some teenagers wearing full suits and jackets to the theater inspired by a TikTok meme called Gentle Minions have ruined things for everyone. Some cinemas are now banning teens in suits from entering Minion screenings, accusing them of making noise, throwing things and abusing staff. For the past couple of years, it's been an employee's market. The great resignation and worker shortages have given job seekers leverage to demand flexible hours, better titles, higher salaries. But insider's Rebecca Knight says that may change as the economy stumbles and major companies like Meta, Intel, and Uber begin hiring freezes. So Rebecca is here to offer some advice to any job seekers navigating this new landscape. Rebecca. How could the slowing economy affect the job market? Well, I want to say for the record that actually the job market is still really good. Wage growth is strong, and the quit rate, which is the number of workers voluntarily leaving their jobs, remains at near record levels. And that's really an indication that many people are confident that they can find employment better suited to their wants and needs. So the the job market is still really good. But as you say, the economic news is, is, is dismal, to say the least. And mm-hmm. so as things start to slow down, employers could start to slow their hiring and and institute hiring freezes, and even rescind offers, which we're seeing too. Now, you write that there are some things job seekers can do to get ahead. So first, you say managing your negative emotions is important. What does this mean? And how does that help? So the job search process is filled with disappointment and rejection, and there is a tendency to overinterpret every negative piece of information you get. So you can start to ruminate and get into this 
very downward negative spiral. Um, and so in good times and in bad, this implies to good economies too, you really need to make sure that you are taking time to psychologically detach from mm. the job search process. Make sure you don't spend all day long sifting through LinkedIn or Indeed. Don't make looking for your job become this big, scary, ugly thing because it really you really could go down some, <laughs> to bad places, especially in a, in a downturn. So how will job seekers need to change their search tactics as the economy changes? First of all, I want to say that the standard job search advice applies in good economies and bad economies, and that is do your homework, scour your network, make sure you have the right elevator pitch to put your best foot forward as a candidate. But there are some adjustments that you need to make in, in a down economy. So the first one being expand your list of target employers. It'd be really foolish to limit yourself to saying, I'm only going to work at a Fortune 500 or put other kinds of constraints around the kinds of work you're willing to do. You have to expand your horizon and, and don't discount the many wonderful small and medium-sized companies where smart, dedicated, committed employees work and where there are good jobs on offer. And in a new climate where potentially getting a job might be harder, when should a job seeker walk away? from an offer. That's really a, a personal and individual thing, but that is something that you need to think about. You really need to do some soul searching and think about what it is you're looking to do, what you want to do, and think about what you're willing to settle for. Because in this economy, in a downturn, you might have to settle for a not so perfect job. What is the single best piece of advice you'd give to any job seeker right now? The single best piece of advice is networking. This is the secret sauce in good economies and in bad economies. But in bad economies, it's a little trickier because maybe people are slightly more protective of their contacts or just have less time to network with you. Um, so you really need to think creatively. Mm. Experts say that the best thing you can do is find your professional organizations or find some pet nonprofits that your future desired colleagues might volunteer at as well, and then make yourself available. You need to forge relationships and showcase your enthusiasm, your social skills, your reliability, so that when a job opening opens up at their company, you'll be first of mind. Because as we know, uh, many companies fill positions internally. 70% are not even advertised to the public. So you won't you won't even know where the jobs are unless you unless you have friends. Rebecca, thanks for the great advice. Thank you. Rebecca Knight is a senior correspondent at Insider covering careers and the workplace and she's a regular contributor to the Refresh from Insider. Make sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Talk to you soon. Bye.